Welcome to Bible and Stuff. My name's Tanner. And I'm Glenn. And today we're going to be talking about Adam and Eve. Yeah, but why don't you say the real title you have? <laughs> so the title I'm really excited about is Adam and Eve, Were They Real? What About the Incest? <laughs> yep, we're going there. Oh yeah, we're going to answer the question that's on everyone's mind. So Adam and Eve are real. How did we get here? <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, but again, <laughs> we will cover that later on. Uh, and actually, it wasn't honestly researching this episode. It, it wasn't even my favorite part. Believe it or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you think that was gonna be no, your favorite? I was part? just really excited to explain the incest thing. Yeah. And, no. I... And also, it just makes for a great clickbait title. Um, <clears throat> which I do not support. I do not support clickbait. No. But um, <laughs> it's also really funny to say. But there was a lot of interesting stuff um, that, that we're going to talk about in this episode that um, although there's a story we've heard tons of times, it just you don't think about things you overlook or even outside theories of, you know, Adam and Eve and how we did get here and how all that worked. Uh, it was pretty interesting to read up on. Yeah. I enjoyed, I mean, walking through the notes with you and like there were th- theories in here I hadn't, I hadn't even heard of before. So no, and there's even more crazy ones that we probably won't get to because maybe like two people in like, oh, I was going to call it Arkansas, <laughs> but then I felt bad about it. I had second thoughts. Cause you realize there's only two people in Arkansas. <laughs> like two people in Arkansas believe that one. Um, so we're not necessarily going to pander to them. We're going to talk to a wider audience of people. So yeah i mean let's get started all right so like i said today we're talking about uh adam and eve and the short answer to who were adam and eve is that they were the first humans so god made them and through them everyone's coming to be they are all of our ancestors um and like i said they're they're the first two they're the ones that made all the babies so the longer story is, well, eventually it'll come down to what you believe, but jumping into the biblical version, the biblical account, if you take it at face value, says that Adam and Eve were made on the sixth day of creation. We just finished up a creation episode, and we talked about that. Um, And this occurred sometime in the last 10,000 years. You can kind of stretch the biblical account as to how old the earth is and how old people are. Um, But 10,000 years is towards the upper end of that. Adam was made from the dust from the ground, the Bible says, or as we would call it, dirt. (laughs) And then Eve was made from one of Adam's ribs, which God took while he was sleeping, sewed up the spot, made him a woman. And uh, unlike the rest of the creation... Can we maybe rephrase that? Well, he didn't make him a woman. He made a woman for him. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, to be with him. Yeah. Maybe that's the feminist way to say it, to be with him, not for him. Anyway, just please forgive us. That's how we're going to roll with it right there. He made Eve from Adam, and then she existed. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the best description. And uh, uh, different from the rest of creation, they were made in God's image. Very cool. I remember um, growing up, I always always enjoyed the fun fact um, when they're talking about God uh, breathing life into Adam and, well, into Adam. Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. They were talking, they use the word pneuma, which like translate as like spirit. Um, and I just thought that was so cool that it's like, man, the breath of God, the spirit of God lives within me because 
he breathed that life into me or that spirit. That's cool. Is that what that um is that what that viral video YouTube guy was singing about? The Numa Numa song? Oh, I don't I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. Could you give us a little rundown nope, of this? I'm good. No? You know, it's, it's he's a little bit larger guy. He's wearing glasses. He's staring into his webcam. It's the Mailahi Mailaha song. Mailahi. Yeah, that one. Isn't that called Numa Numa? Is it? I believe it is. I have no we're gonna have to figure that out after. We will. Yeah, I digress. But it was just a bad joke, is all it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this biblical story that we're talking about is different than the story, you know, science, quote unquote, science would tell you today. I, I, I say quote unquote, cause I don't want to discredit all science and say, well, the Bible's true. Scientists are stupid. They're just making all this stuff up. It There's, depends on who you're talking about too. the scientists. Cause I mean, not everybody sticks to this. I mean, this is probably the most well-known theory, yeah. mm-hmm. but like there are different scientists that would. Absolutely. I say. Um, I say science in quotes as the way someone would say it to you in an argument. Well, science says, so I'm saying it, I'm saying it to that extent, but, but the general thought people would say if they're like, well, this is the evidence science has given us, that's kind of the general way we're using the word science here. It would tell you that the earth's about 4.5 billion years old, which is a lot older <clears throat> than the biblical account would say. And then about 3.8 billion years ago, um, we got some life jumping on the scene. Yeah, when we're looking at that, um, I mean, based on the science guys, uh, <laughs> they would say that Homo sapiens uh, came about just around 0.2 million years ago. Um, and it wasn't just like they just popped up out of nowhere, like they weren't formed from the dust or anything. They, they say that it's based over a long evolutionary process. Um, yeah, and, and that's not to say, I mean, that we don't see evolution in some way shapes or forms but it's very different than what the bible is telling us yeah we the bible would certainly not say that we came from amoebas um or that we're necessarily related to chimpanzees but um that's kind of the general science story and uh not only did we evolve to get to the homo sapien point but we're continuing to evolve so this kind of differs from the biblical story in that it at least in that instance, in the fact that in the biblical story, we're sort of, uh, humanity is a sort of crown jewel of creation. He may call these other people, and then he makes humans in our image. But in the science, in the scientific story, um, or that worldview story, we are just one chain link in this long evolution evolutionary process, and we're continuing to move down the line. So I guess that's that's kind of where the big question comes into play with this podcast is the idea of like, okay, which one is legit? You know, is the Bible story true? Were Adam and Eve real people? Were they, you know, symbolic figures? Like where does that tie into um, what we're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it would be too simple for there to be one answer. Um, there are many theories, <laughs> which is it's a good way then that we try to present the information because we don't want to tell you what to think. We want to tell you what other smart people think and kind of give you the guidance to either research more, figure it out, or, um, you know, at least have a general basis of that sounds right to me. I think we talked about this in the first podcast when we were talking about just like first podcast is what is the Bible, right? No. Uh, We talked about Luke. Luke, Luke, that's right. But I, I think we had the discussion that, you know, 
we're talking about all these things. We've we've learned these things from people we know and from resources that we've we've done research in. Um, but even just like what we would say with a pastor at a church, like that pastor may be giving you this information, and and yes, you may trust that person and and uh, believe what he's saying. But we encourage you, like you were just saying, like go beyond what you just hear, like do your own research and, and really dig into this stuff to, to get a better grasp on it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to try to lay out some basis for you, and then you can jump off one of those and, and try to figure out any other questions you have that maybe we don't answer. Um, so theory number one would say absolutely the biblical story is true. It's, it's, the, traditional fan, uh, it's the traditional view that God um, made the first family. He made two humans fully formed, um, not not evolving to that state. He made them from one from dust, one from a rib, and they didn't have any ancestors, but they are everyone's ancestors. We all come from them. <clears throat> so that's kind of the cut and dry, take the Bible at face value, said and done. Um, so, but the second one, which is probably the the second easiest one to get to, if you say, well, maybe that's not true. Well, the next easiest thing to do is say, well, it's symbolic. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a parable. And that Adam and Eve weren't real people, but God is explaining this theological point um, in that sin entered the world, we all are sinners, and we all need a Savior. And he certainly does do that. But they would say that Adam and Eve don't have to be real to make that point. Uh, one of the most famous people to hold this view, or at least one of the most respected theologians um, that held this view was C.S. Lewis. Um, one fact that is used as evidence for this theory is that Adam is simply the Hebrew word for man. Now, there's a bunch of defense from the other side as to say why that was actually his name and why there's evidence to say that when the Bible says Adam, they're not just talking about man in general. But people who think it's parable, that, that makes total sense to them. Adam's just, he's just talking about man in general. He's not talking about a person. He's just telling a story. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can even draw to that conclusion just because of how many parables there are in the Bible. Like, I think sometimes people think, okay, either the entire Bible is like literal, every single story within it is fact. It happened or you take the more, like, it's a story, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, you have creative, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, they, they would almost treat it like a fable with a moral. Right. Like, it would be the classic, the moral to the story is this, but that doesn't mean the story really happened. It would be like yeah. the rabbit and the hare. That, you know, they weren't really racing. That's right. just all to get you to the point. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of times people draw this harsh line that's like you have to either look at it completely, read it black and white on the page, and that's the only way it can be, or maybe it's all just you know kind of fuzzy fairy tales yeah. that try to get something across and make you be a quote-unquote good person. Right. Um, but it, it's not necessarily like that. And the problem is, and the reason it's hard for a lot of people to uh, figure out what's what is, because we don't have this this you know 
book separate book that says like god uh, wrote yeah his own commentary yeah exactly (laughs) or at least a table of contents where he's like here this is totally poetry i'm just trying to say something here here this is a story this really have like it would be awesome if that did happen but uh unfortunately it didn't so we're kind (laughs) of left up to some really smart scholars to say like this is the way this person wrote this and so we can kind of infer these things and this probably was real or probably wasn't real and we also have to use the context of the greater story of the bible to determine um whether or not these, it aligns yeah, w- yeah so one of the things we'll talk about is did jesus think adam and eve was real um did paul think adam and eve were real um so yeah you can use those context clues to say well if jesus thought they were real or if paul thought they were real that adds some credibility to it um so we'll go ahead and move into the third theory, which is that Adam and Eve um, exist, so, so some say that uh, an historical Adam and Eve could exist alongside evolution. Um, generally, we look at those as opposing, but some people would say it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. There's a lot of different versions of these of this theory. We don't really have time to go into it, but that overarching point remains the same. Well, I'm not trying, the, basically they're they're, they believe the Bible. They believe that Adam and Eve is true, but they're also not trying to say that all evolutionary evidence is wrong. They're saying there's a way that these two can be married together. Um, so they, I would love to do a whole future episode on that by itself, and we could talk for hours and hours. We would have to study a lot because, unfortunately, we're not scientists um, or even really all that smart. <laughs> so uh, it would be good to dive into, but that's... That's all I'll say about it at this point. It is important, however, to remove this theory's belief in that biological process of evolution from this larger evolutionary worldview. So a person who would believe the Bible and say Adam and Eve are real, but evolution to some extent does exist, would not say that we're just animals. We're just driven by instincts. Mm -hmm. We're just chemicals. um, Because that doesn't line up with the rest of the Bible. God doesn't say that. God treats us differently. He treats us in the image of God. Like He treats us like people that have souls and hearts and feelings and and all those things. Uh, Just as a side note, anecdote, I thought this was really humorous. Um, A guy named Brian Chappell, um, I believe, I could be misquoting that, but uh, he did this talk through the Gospel Coalition uh, conference one year, and he was talking about a friend who was asking him, like, why, why do you get frustrated when, like, why are you frustrated that I'm having sex with my girlfriend? Like, why are you saying that's wrong? We're just chemistry. We're just chemicals. And he was very adamant and was fine that he held that view. And, and But then he got a little frustrated when his girlfriend started sharing those chemicals with <laughs> other, other people. <laughs> so it's funny how people kind of want to loosen up on the morality thing and say, we're just animals, just chemicals. It's just, it's natural. Um you know, there's not a good and bad to it until something bad happens to yeah. them. And then, and then they're very adamantly like, oh, no, that's that's bad. You shouldn't do that. Um, so I thought that was humorous. So that that's an important point. Uh, Tim Keller also has a great series of articles online that we'll post in the show notes um, because I think it's awesome. But it's it's a little dense, and it's, it's a lot to cover. Uh, it's more in-depth than we're going here. But uh, he talks about how buying into a biological process of evolution does not necessarily mean that you have to buy into the whole grand theory of evolution. Yeah, so uh, 
another theory that um, that some people believe is that it's it's not as popular as the ones that we've listed so far. Uh, but it's a thought that maybe Adam and Eve they did exist, but they were they were more so representatives um, that lived um, about six thousand years ago. So the concept kind of says that there were there were other people or humans like existing at that time, but that Adam and Eve were they were the representatives. They yeah. were the two people that you know they're they're focusing the story along. Yeah, yeah. This this theory comes in like a number of different shapes and forms. It could either be that God made multiple Adam and Eves with uh, probably different names. Who knows? Um, and that he's just telling the story of Adam and Eve specifically because it's easier to tell a story about one or two person. There's also the one, you know, the way you kind of said it is there are other people, but God picks Adam and Eve specifically as representatives of entire humanity. <clears throat> I guess you could say similar to the way, like, we pick a congressman to, to represent, represent an entire yeah. state. So they're basically saying there's more to the story, we just don't know, but God's simplifying it, or God is... Um, showing one person as a representative of the whole. So yeah, like I said, that one kind of fluctuates. Some people get super specific and say like, it was in this part of Africa and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. But that that one just kind of has a broad brush of of different beliefs in there, like most of these do. Um, And then kind of the last theory you have, I think this would be number five, is... (laughs) Just the people who are like, who cares, man? <laughs> like, yeah. None of this is true. This is all just made up fairy tale. Whatever. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> or, you know, actually, when you're saying that, too, like, there's also the people who say, who cares? But it's not that they think it's it's not true or, or anything like that. It's the fact mm-hmm. that it's, who cares if it is true or not? Maybe they just don't see that as a monumental point of the Bible. Yeah. Or, yeah, they've probably turned this podcast off by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we definitely have those listeners um, who only make it about five minutes in, and they're like, this is not worth it. I don't know. I feel like, as a listener, I would be intrigued just by, like, you know, how smooth our voices are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just the microphones we're using, but, man, I, I listen to my voice, and I'm like, mm. It certainly makes you feel important. Right. I, I kind of want to feel because we're not, <laughs> we're not, but it does give you kind of a big head for right? a little bit. I do. I, I kind of wish my wife were sitting next to me and, and had a pair of headphones on. I feel like she'd just like be like, man, that is the man that I married. Yeah, he is he mine. Is. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd probably work better for you. I'm a little more like lispy, gingery. It just, <laughs> it, it, I try real hard, but that's about as good as so I So it would get. make my case even better. Oh, yeah. All compared right, to me, you, yeah, we'll bring her in. Uh, so, speaking of, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Glenn's wife probably won't be with us, but we'll talk about some of the objections to these theories um, and why people say Adam and Eve couldn't be the answer. This week's show is sponsored by Audible, which is an audio company where you can listen to all the audio books you would like, basically. They pretty much have everything over there, Glenn. Um, you can specifically support us by going to bibleandstuff.com audible and sign up for a 30-day free trial. When you do that, you get to pick a free book, and um, I personally recommend this great John Piper book. 
Yeah, the book is called The Dangerous Duty of Delight. Uh, and in the book, John Piper kind of emphasizes, um, you know, why it is uh, we have a creator and, and why we should enjoy him and his creation. Yeah, uh, the subtitle is The Glorified God and the Satisfied Soul. We talked in this episode about God's creation glorifying him. So this is a great way to dig deeper into what we talked about and help out the show. So go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible and sign up for a trial today. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> you just, was, could, just couldn't help yourself. No. I just got to share really quick because we were talking about my wife before <laughs> before we left. Uh, she was in the other room. She's she's just over eight months pregnant. Yeah, she's getting you know, there. We're, we're getting pretty close within the next few weeks. And uh, she, she sent me a text. She goes, can you come here? So I went in there and she's she's laying on the bed curled up. She goes... Can you get me that blanket on the ground over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's definitely coming along. I mean, there's literally a sign like two feet behind you that says that your child is the size of a papaya. <laughs> yeah. Who the heck knows the size of a papaya? <laughs> don't, but... <laughs> I don't. I probably could better guess the size of your baby than I could the size yeah. of a papaya. <laughs> Just by knowing that your she's already six weeks along. But apparently he's going to be a big one. Oh, yeah. They're, they're saying right now he's in the 97th percentile. It's kind of a little scary. Unless it comes to intelligence, it's just, yeah. I do hear I do hear the bigger the baby, the better they sleep, though. So oh, really? We're keeping our fingers crossed on that one. Maybe he's going to like eat good or something. Oh, that's Anytime our kid had trouble sleeping, that's what people would always say. Like, are you feeding her? I'm like, yes, we're feeding her. So, oh, anyway. Parental advice from from random strangers is always good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we should we should do a podcast on parental advice from us. I bet that would go over. Really oh well. yeah, because we are very. You know, I've got a one and a half year old. You've got a negative <laughs> <laughs> negative three week old. <laughs> yeah, we we really know it all. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're back from our break. Um, we're, we're about to start um, just talking about kind of different objections that we may have um, coming from science or even, you know, different beliefs within um, Christian beliefs. And yeah. um, again, not to say scientists can't be Christians or Christians can't be scientists. We, we know a few people that are, are both. So, um, but yeah, we just want to talk a little bit about the objections so right off the bat, um, we do have some scientists that say there's no way that the genetic diversity that exists could have come from only two people. Um, they're suggesting that like in, instead it would have taken a population of thousands, mm-hmm. um, which I think you kind of touched upon a little bit in that last theory potentially yeah, absolutely and that's part of that reason that theory exists is they're saying well there's more than adam and eve no don't worry the bible's still true but there was also these other people and that explains some of the some of the some of the questions that we're talking right. about here uh, which is where you'll find a lot of these theories we had the same thing in the creation story so science comes up with something and then a bunch of christians go and say no 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 we could totally fit that in <laughs> And that doesn't necessarily mean that that, that theory is wrong, but th- that's, I think, the cause of having mm-hmm. so many different theories is they're focusing on answering one question, and they find a way to answer it, and a lot of times they do. 
but it just becomes haphazard when you try to fit all the theories together. Um, so the short answer to this objection is that, well, I mean, honestly, honestly, the answer to any objection is God can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to make more genetic diversity, genetic diversity, I'm going to say that wrong multiple times, <laughs> genetic, <laughs> genetic <laughs> then uh, he could. But the longer answer is that some people believe scientists are over, some, those scientists are overestimating this number due to a number of, number of factors. Um, some scientists make the point that Adam and Eve would have had the same DNA because Eve was made from Adam, but that also is could fits into the God can do whatever he wants well, category. I mean, I feel like if he that's made, a weird statement to say in general. Like, oh, well, if God pulled the rib from Adam, the DNA has to be the same. Has to be. Okay, but God pulled a rib from Adam <laughs> he and just made, made another human. He made a person, <laughs> and now you're putting limits on him. Yeah, so exactly. Like, he could have added more genetic DNA in there, not to mention... They could be tracing this back to not exactly the right time. Like, it could be when Adam and Eve had produced a few thousand people. And that could have made more genetic diversity. To back this up a little bit, there was a research team in 2007. They discovered these um, sheep on an island. Yes, <laughs> we go from Adam and Eve to sheep on an island. <laughs> it's a subarctic island. And okay. it's it's a long backstory. We won't get into it all. But it's it's a fun research if, if you're interested in it. Um, where they had put this male and female goat there. And when they came back and researched it and found out more about them and their offspring, they were basically like amazed at the amount of genetic diversity that came from this one pair. And they said that it was kind of driven to increase by, you know, the process of natural selection and those things. And, and so that's a little bit of evidence to say like, this is totally possible. Now, obviously we're not the same as sheep, but that's just one example to say like, could happen. Doesn't God call us his sheep, though? It's perfect, isn't it? Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) So then we move into my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, boy. What about the incest? (laughs) How did that work? Okay, so we've covered the fact that maybe there was a way for there to be enough genetic diversity, but what did we have to do to get there? Which would mean that kids had to procreate with other kids from the same family so um just the fact that we're having a podcast about this <laughs> made me giggle a little bit i couldn't hold it in um so when it comes to the we'll start with the law when it comes to the law it's not against the law at this point i mean it's the beginning of creation god didn't give that law until leviticus and at that point he says hey probably a good idea not to marry your sister Take it. Noted. Like, got that down. <laughs> Thanks, God. Um, but when it comes to the genetic side, I think the the most prominent argument is we are right next to, in terms of lineage, Adam and Eve, who had perfect genetic makeup. I mean, they were made from God, and they were, quote, good in the creation story. So they didn't have all the genetic mutation that we have today So that, that causes a lot of these problems. So they're basically saying it's far enough back that you wouldn't have these issues. And again, there's kind of this general idea that if God wanted to have a period of time where he guarded against that, you know, mm-hmm. to say, or that he made that permissible, he made that work genetically, he totally could have. Um, so that's kind of the way that we explain away that. And it, also to say it would be the same 
with Noah because after the flood, there was just Noah and his family. Same story there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens on Game of Thrones. The Lannisters, I mean, their kids seem fine, so makes sense. Yeah, well... (laughs) Story checks out. People did it in the medieval (laughs) ages, and we're probably, some of us, passed down from them. So, I mean, hey. (laughs) Oh, Just just to be clear, we're not promoting to go out and... No, no, it is mostly against the law in the United States. (laughs) Should probably not do it. So glad. Plus, uh, plus, in, in Adam and Eve's defense, we have seven billion other people to choose from. Adam and Eve, first of all, only had each other, and then their siblings had each other. <laughs> that was it. And so, kind of the big question people always ask is, where did Cain get his wife? <laughs> because the Bible talks about Cain and his wife. Well, probably his sister. But a big part of this is us just looking at that with our worldview. Like, yeah. we do have those 7 billion people. It would make no sense to marry your sister. But they didn't. And so, to them, it was probably normal. I know that's weird to say for us today, but that's just the way it was. They knew that they were made to procreate. It was literally made into their bodies <laughs> that there's male and there's female, and those things go together. And, and so, they knew that to be true, and they also knew that there weren't that many other people on the earth. So, it only made sense that that, that must have been the way that God designed it. So then, I guess the question that kind of arises from that is, if, if we all came from Adam, Adam and Eve, how did we get so many different ethnicities? <laughs> ethnicities? Ethnicities. Yeah, that's hard for me to I say, I screwed too. up just because I wanted to hear you say uh-huh, that. <laughs> it's not much better. <laughs> um, ethnicities. But absolutely, what you're saying, how do we get different ethnicities? And I think most people would say, okay, well, the, there's this story about the Tower of, Bab- of Babel, like, that kind of explains it all. And that is true to an extent. Um, you have Genesis 9 through 10, you see Noah and his family after the flood. But at the end of 10, you start seeing him not just talk about a family, but talk about nations. And then in, it moves on in Genesis 11, he starts talking about the, power, the Tower of Babel. So, basically, the predominant theory is that those just aren't necessarily written in chronological order. He explains something practically in Genesis 10 when he starts talking about nations, and then he explains it theologically in Genesis 11 when he talks about the Tower of Babel. So he's saying, this happened, and then in chapter 11, he's saying, this is how it happened, and this is why it happened. Gotcha. And so most of you probably know the Tower of Babel story, but we'll give you the highlights. There were people in rebellion against God, and they wanted to build this huge tower out of bricks to, quote, make a name for themselves, and they were trying to reach the heavens. Um, God comes down, breaks this up, um, and he confuses the people and spreads them out across the earth. So, or he confuses their speech specifically, sorry. Um, So that explains how we get people all over the world with different languages, different ethnicities in different parts of the world. So, Obviously, at this point, they're confused in how to communicate with each other, and so they abandon this tower, and that's kind of the overarching story of the Tower of Babel. Um, the theological point that it's making, um, or the the theological story arc that it has, is that, yes, God delivered this judgment on these people so because they were doing this thing that he viewed as wrong, but he's also, at the same time, fulfilling his plan to have people of all nations worship him. 
So out of judgment comes this good thing, this blessing, this diversity of culture and things like that. And we see that all the time in Genesis, out of judgment, grace. Um, and so, like I said, not only is he judging these people, but he's also going to bring them all back together. One After he, separate, he judged them and separated them, he's going to bring them all back together one day to worship through him. So it's just, again, another version of the sin story. You know, we sinned, we're judgment, we're away from God, and that's all a setup for him to bring us back in later. So after all that, talking through theories and objections, um, we wanted to take time and talk about, well, what happens if we lose Adam and Eve? What, what happens if we take them out of the equation of the Bible? And, um, and we see just a couple of different things take place here. So uh, the first is we, we end up losing some of the Bible itself. Um, so like, e- even if you say it was just an allegory, um, you know, it was, it was symbolism. Um, today's ruling of scientific view is, is out of line with more than just a creation story, but, but it also takes it out of context for the rest of the Bible. Uh, so as an example, um, Luke's genealogy of Jesus traces him back to the origins of Adam. So if Adam wasn't real, then, then what, does that, what does that do for us with Jesus? Like, is he not truly a descendant of Adam? Like, yeah. where, where does that... And if you believe in Jesus, but not Adam, where, where in that genealogy are you drawing the line? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, a moment in Romans 12 through 21, uh, sorry, 5, 12 through 21, where Paul is explaining that we're all under original sin through Adam, but we're all saved through a new Adam, Jesus. So if you don't believe that Adam was one person, um, then that kind of screws that up. That kind of messes with that whole theory. So if if there are multiple Adams, does that then mean we can have multiple saviors? Does that then mean that maybe you're not saved because you weren't an Adam and Jesus only fixed for Adam and and just it could unravel the whole thing? Well, and that ties into another concept of just the Bible in general. Like if if you start believing and or dismissing certain parts of the Bible, that's that becomes a line that you tow as well because when you just start making it your own, mm-hmm. like you're putting one, you're putting God in a box and it's it's no longer his word. And two, it's just it's gonna crumble. Yeah, you and you, you have to figure out you have to come up with some plan on what you believe and what you don't. And if that's just based on thoughts or feelings, then it's a really tricky um, to to nail down a solid thing, and other people are going to have different thoughts and different feelings and think different things are true and different things aren't. And there's just no way for us to relate to one another at that point. Yeah. And and that's not to say it's. I mean, we're we're going through all these podcasts talking about different theories and and views and things like that, and we're not saying that that's that's wrong by any means. I mean. Tanner and I probably have understandings of things that when we get to heaven, God's going to be like, man, you were way off. Like, yeah. what were you thinking there? This yeah. is what happened. But we are we are trying to say, like, when you start saying, when you start choosing what to believe and what not to believe, you're, you're taking it away from God. Yeah. And again, just to kind of repeat what you said, I'm, you can totally have a theory that, that maybe that is allegory and that is, that's not dismissing the Bible. Um, 
but think about how that affects everything else. Um, so I totally, I, I'll say, I, I lean towards the, the very traditional Adam and Eve were real people, kind of take the Bible at face value as much as I can. Um, but again, just like you said, we're not the experts. We're not the people who will say, well, that's what you should believe too because of this. We're just saying, think about it. That's why we lay out everything to kind of get you started on saying, well, that sounds right to me. I want to learn more about it and see if it checks out. So another um, another argument that I found pretty interesting is that John Piper s- explains how a historical atom is important for global missions. So when you're going to these other cultures where you barely understand the language, let alone how they interact with one another, their culture, their history, um, it's important to have this historical atom because we can relate to people in the sense of we have the same problem. We have original sin, and that affects us both the same way, regardless of our context. And we have a ancestor in common. We all come from the same place. So ultimately, though we're wildly different, the overarching story is the same. Mm-hmm. We're sinners. We need a Savior. God's provided one. If we're, um, if we're also removing Adam and Eve from the equation, that, um, that changes a lot of, of insight and thoughts on what a biblical marriage looks like, too. I mean, we, ha- we have other references, um, you know, between like the bride and the church and, and things like that. But I, actually, even just saying that, like... A lot of that is largely yeah. based on Adam and Eve. Yeah. I mean, it, they're, they're an example of, of how God desired for it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're a person that holds to a biblical view of marriage, then you lose a lot of that footing if you get rid of Adam and Eve. Even Jesus in the New Testament, when he's describing what marriage looks like, uses Adam and Eve as the example a couple of times. He says, hey, remember when God made man and then woman? Like, he starts off with that. So he goes back to say, hey, remember in the beginning? Like, this is the way it's always been. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, this is a big, hot topic in culture right now, but if you, if you are a more conservative person, Adam and Eve is extremely important to your worldview. And another thing that it could be important is a defense against racism. So this is, this is the last one we have here, but, um, and, and I kind of want to say this carefully, but some of the arguments early on in, in racism were that we were different levels of being evolved. That, that African Americans or basically anybody that wasn't white just wasn't as evolved as we are. They weren't as good of a race as we are. But Adam and Eve show us that we're all part of the same race, the human race. We all come from the same person. We were made in God's image, and therefore we all have equal value to that extent, and that we're all digni- we all have dignity, mm-hmm. um, and we're not lesser than one of the than you know someone else. Cool. So that means. Well, I guess we should kind of conclude what our overall thoughts are. Conclude it up. Um, so basically, we're saying that there there are tons of theories out there. Um, we want you to to dive in and, and take a closer look at some of these theories, um, base them up against the Bible, um, and, and really have your own conclusion on it. But 
we wanted to take the time to make you aware of well, what happens if we believe that Adam and Eve weren't who they say, sorry, weren't who the Bible describes them as yeah. in a literal sense and, and what that means for your faith or if you don't have a faith, what it could mean for your faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just taking that into account. Yeah, just kind of seeing the the role that they have played in um, historical Christianity, that they are the foundation of a lot of things, um, regardless of which theory you subscribe to, they're still important. I mean, that's literally where the Bible starts. Um, so Adam and Eve kind of set up the whole story. And if you don't have a good understanding of Adam and Eve, or at least you haven't thought it through and seen how they affect everything, um, then you're kind of you're kind of walking on shaky ground. So now we get to move on to the fun part of the podcast because it's the fun facts part. And again, similar I feel like to we should have another little like theme song here. Yeah, like we need like a yeah popping balloons and confetti mm. sound. Can you make confetti sound? I guess it's kind of quiet. Just <laughs> yeah. the pop. We'll figure something out. <laughs> anyway, it's fun fact time. It is fun fact time. Uh, and again, just like the creation episode, we're loosely calling these facts. <laughs> They're really just either interesting ideas or. Um, you know, however you want to look at it. It's just tidbits that didn't really fit into the show, but we thought they were fun enough to share. Um, the first one being that according to traditional Jewish belief, Adam and Eve are buried in the, I'm going to butcher this, buried in the cave of Machpelah. Um, that's how you would say it phonetically. It's probably not how a smart person would say it. Or commonly known, the cave of the patriarchs. So the place that Adam Sorry, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, and Jacob and Leah are buried. Um, traditional Jewish belief would say that's where Adam and Eve are. The next one is one of the more interesting ones to me because um, when I was about the time the Da Vinci Code came out, it <laughs> became fun to talk about weird Bible theories that people had. And you know, the good, um, the known, trusted source of the history channel <laughs> when it comes to things about the Bible. <laughs> oh man. I reference them in our next podcast. Oh, this can't be <laughs> yeah. It could be scary. Um, <laughs> but, uh, they like to take like these little theories and just go off on a tangent. And, um, one of them that you may have even heard before is that Adam had a wife before Eve and her name was Lilith, which is hard for me to say cause I have a little bit of a lisp. <laughs> um, and she was created at the same time as Adam. Um, and so this legend kind of took on a life of its own, expanded over time. And it says that she later uh, left Adam after she refused to become subservient to him. Literally, <laughs> literally, some people would say because she didn't want to be on bottom, which I'm just going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so... She was the original feminist, apparently, and she wasn't having it. And um, she's also described as like a demon s type um, character, and she's very promiscuous. Um, and then God took a rib from Adam and made Eve, and that's the rest of the story. None of that's true. And the moral of this story is don't listen to anything the History Channel says about the Bible. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting enough, and that, that, um, that legend has been around for a long time. Yeah. 
Well, this next one I feel comfortable reading off. But uh, <laughs> the, the next fun fact we have for you is Eve is called Eve because she is the mother of all living, which is the meaning of her name, actually. Yeah. Um, it, we, we talked about how Adam is called Adam because that means man, man. in Hebrew. Um, but yeah, Eve is everybody's mama. Um, and also God created Eve because... Um, he saw that it was not good for Adam to be alone. Like everything else in the creation story, he said, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. Oh, Adam's by himself. (laughs) Not so good. (laughs) A dude that's lonely, bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Yeah, like I can't imagine being bachelor pad Glenn anymore. That would be, I can't even say that. I lived with my grandma before I met Julie. (laughs) I can't true. lie on this podcast. <laughs> this is true. We'll just say that as two men with wives, we, when God says man being alone is not good, we say amen. amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. Uh, so our last fun fact. Um, so Jesus does acknowledge the existence of Adam and Eve, um, which we did kind of reference earlier. Um and he references it uh, in Mark 10.6 and Matthew 19.4 uh, when he talks about God creating them as male and female in the beginning. Yeah, and he's, he's quoting Genesis 1. Yeah, 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 straight up quoting it. Yeah, and so people, a lot of people look at that and say, hey, Jesus took this as fact. You should too. And so um, maybe you do. Maybe you have some more research to do. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Um, we hope you tune in next week we hope you keep following us um let us know what you think you can email us at hello at bible and um also if we got anything wrong let us know that too we're going to kind of have a uh we're going to be kind of a newspaper in the sense that at the end of future episodes we'll tack on our corrections um if someone smarter than us calls us out or maybe we had a slip up of words and said something stupid which is totally possible yeah that's probably tanner but (laughs) just kidding He's more evolved than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so true. No, um, also make sure to check us out on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, and you can subscribe and uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Lastly, self-shameless plug, if you want to help support the show, you can go to bibleandstuff.com slash Amazon. And just do your normal shopping. It will literally cost you nothing extra, but we will get a small percentage of whatever you, um, whatever money you spend there. And that helps us uh, keep the lights on and keep this thing going. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>